It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to make a play to stop the draft. That last one, in fact, again, they push the pile for the first. And the pass. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Victor Green. Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show. All the way from across the pond, here are your hosts, Fifth Sweeney and Richard Kinley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. This is episode number 160... 69. And, yeah, um... Great win for the Jets, 40 points to 17. It was actually a tight affair until the fourth quarter again. The Jets like to leave it late this season, which is a good thing. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I was wrong last week. I, I I had a game plan last week to pretend I was um, voting for the Jets to lose. <laughs> Predicted the well, Jets it's walking. It's walking in. Yeah, yeah it's all, <laughs> for it. <laughs> Yeah, and like uh, I know I said last week as well, I, I think I predicted 31 to 14 point win for the Jets. But yeah, I kind of had a feeling with Tua missing that the Jets could put up a bit of a score. The defense for Miami isn't exactly stellar. But yeah, I have to say the performance like as a team, uh, fantastic. Uh, I think uh, that fourth quarter, like we do look like a very strong fourth quarter team, which shows that rotation is obviously walking as and guys are coming into the fourth quarter a lot than our opponents and uh, that's obviously good from our strength and conditioning coach as well and the fitness of the roster in general I know we have a lot of young guys so yeah in theory they should be fit but they look at you know what <laughs> should be and being are two different things for the Jets and over the years I think yeah to see the Jets play uh, like a team in the fourth quarter still believe even if, when they're behind now they were in front uh, this weekend and I think that was probably just as impressive that they actually put the foot back down on the accelerator again you know uh, it wasn't like that they were trying to hold on it was like right let's extend this and let's put this game to bed with our superior fitness and quality at the end and that's what it was really at the end of it we were a better like more quality all over the pitch in different areas I also I suppose want to give a shout out this week Ian to our two big free agent signings not from this year but from from last year Uh, we've got Davis there who's starting to look like a nice weapon at wide receiver and we've got uh, Carl Lawson there the pass rusher who uh, obviously missed his uh, first year completely with injury but yeah, um, 
he had an impressive game. I think he'd seven or eight like QB pressures. He had another sack. I'm almost sure. I think he's now second in the the league in terms of pressures on QB, which is a good sign moving forward. And yeah, I you know like uh, it kind of looks like that Garrett Wilson and Moore are maybe the one two guys there. And yeah, I think Davis is the type of receiver that. Uh, can take advantage of being on uh, another team's toad corner. Like, uh, he has looked uh, reliable and sure since uh, Zach Wilson has come back. And yeah, like, Garrett Wilson has probably dropped down the pecking order a little bit uh, by the looks of things, as in he's maybe doing a lot of decoy stuff. But yeah, like, it's nice to see, I guess, sort of those two big guys that were like, you know, big hopes and had it. We had a lot of uh, like, Thoughts in terms of improving the team that it didn't really happen last year, so it's it's good to see them sort of like popping up quite a lot now in the last couple of weeks, uh, starting to get a bit of form and like yeah, paying back a bit of their their big contracts. Yeah, um, Rich, um, I want to hit on a few things now um, that I've noticed in the last five weeks with the Jets. Uh, the Jets like they look like they're growing. With each game, or like throughout the whole um, roster, like you look at Sauce, first play of the game, he got a safety, which was great. He got an interception, ran straight over to John Frank- Franklin Myers on the sideline, basically hugged him, thanked him for uh, the pressure he got on the quarterback. I said John Frank- Franklin Myers to start the season, look, it did look look. He looked very quiet. I said that uh, Lawson looked very quiet. I was concerned. But as I just said, it looks like a lot of players are growing through the season and getting stronger or faster through the season, which is a good thing. And the camaraderie through the through the team seems to be spot on, uh, which is another good thing. Like um, it looks like Salah and Joe Douglas are building something. Exciting, something very good, something to you know look forward to watching every Sunday. Um, the other thing is like you've got players, and it's mostly the rookies I'm seeing, and the young players. They they look they look very exciting. Like you look at a Hall, um, he had ninety seven yards on the ground. He had hundred yards receiving. That's fantastic for a rookie running back with with his fifth week fifth week in the in the league. So yeah, things are looking up. The arrows pointing up for the Jets, and like the first five games, I think have been the hardest on the schedule. Like the next two games, I can I can see the Jets come away with a win in each game. I saw us causing the road wires. Yeah. Like, uh... You can't really help but be impressed with all the young guys that have come in. Brees Hall was absolutely fantastic the weekend. Like uh, his vision is just does. He's got a lot of impressive things about. Him, don't get me wrong, but his patience and vision there was on display. I think the weekend, both in the run game and the pass game. Richie, I was a little bit disappointed he, he didn't break that hundred yard barrier, but other than that, I think it yeah. was more or less the perfect but, performance. The one thing I, I, I know I, I like about him, he looks like he's getting comfortable more comfortable with each game and stronger and like his hands. Like he I think a couple of fumbles in the first two games. Um didn't get many yards on the ground. 
dropped a couple of balls, but now things are starting to click, which is a great thing. Well, belief like helps that. You know what I mean? Like the more you play, the more belief you get when you see you, you are able to do it. Like you feel like you're able to do it, and then you make a mistake, and you can kind of like I suppose go in on yourself, and not like the belief kind of dries up a bit. But when you start to make plays, the belief comes back, and it helps you make more plays. And I think that's probably what we're seeing. Like you kind of have to give the young guys starting off a couple of weeks to kind of bed in and get accustomed and acclimatised to the speed of games, all of that type of stuff. So I think in a way, like those young guys hopefully hitting their stride now, I suppose just maybe the negative would be like uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, missed a bit of the game there due to injury. I'm not sure if, yeah, if it, as I've been reporting now, if he's out for any extended... I'm not sure, I haven't heard anything. He went off with a bad ankle injury, so I'd say, I'd say it could be a high ankle sprain or something. Anyway... The the one the other thing I want to say to you, Rich, was Zach Wilson. Since he's come back, he's spreading the ball out. He's not sticking to a one receiver like he done last year, which is a very good thing because teams can't turn around and lock down one receiver and then you're screwed. So with him, you have spreading the ball out is a good thing. Four weapons this year, but as well, Ian, like you had, like you've doubled the weapons out of the backfield. I've seen where they have had, like, um, Brees's Hall's first big catch. Carter was on the field, like, sort of play action. You know what I mean? Like, it was a play action handoff to him that resulted in that big completion to Brees Hall. So he has a lot more, I feel, reliable weapons, weapons that he feels he can rely on, as evidenced by him spreading it around. I think last year, like, we were really like lacking in talent, you know. And that, 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 like, yes, we did have Corey Davis. Well, last year, kind of Corey Davis was the number one. Elijah Moore was a, a rookie, and he had a few very good games. And then there was other games where you know the other team might have keyed a bit more on him to shut him down, and he struggled to see the ball. So having Conklin there as well, we didn't have him last year. Um, you know that option at tight end is another big one which we have seemed to have been utilising a bit more over the last couple of weeks and yeah like I think well obviously O-line has been an issue because there's been that many injuries and we don't not know the guys that have been there the last two weeks have like done very very well like coming in and you know, not being the reason we lost. They, they contributed to the win, I kind of feel, this week. You know, we got more pressure on the Miami quarterback than they did, like, got on Zach Wilson. Now, some of that is to do with Zach Wilson being able to move a bit better than Joe Flacco, which is, you know, it's kind of an obvious thing. Joe Flacco's 40 or, or close to it, and Wilson's starting out in his career, so he's going to be a, a lot more mobile. You know, uh, but yeah, I think the O line has kind of stepped up, like the the sort of skeleton of players that we have there, how they've been moved around and are still fighting for each other. And yeah, like just to go back to that point, but what you did say about like, there's definitely like a a, a belief and a chemistry with the team that Salah's building there, where they are fighting for each other, they're happy when each other make a play, and yeah, it's really, really, really good to see. Yeah, um, just as you mentioned the offensive line there, Rich, big shout-out, massive shout-out to ABT. Guy came in, started with the Jets, right um, left guard, switched over to right guard, switched over to left tackle, and now he's playing right tackle. The only thing he hasn't done was centre, so 
no fair play to him and he's not let any and that's why I don't uh, like any pressure he, he can't play centre yeah, and, and that's why that's why Joe Douglas was up in the draft for a guard and people were scratching their heads like yeah. the lad is super talented um, but I have to say Ian, like as much as like you were rightfully giving him credit but I think a bit of credit is deserved for all of them, to be fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, he's the one doing the versatile and moving around and showing he's a real, real team player. But you know what? The guys that are not supposed to be in there that are at the minute, they can hold their heads high with their playing too. You know, like, we're winning football games in the NFL. That's not easy yeah. when you have a good old line. Yeah, and the guys thing was, like, people were saying, not Jet fans or anybody connected to Jets. We're going on about Miami missing players and injured players. Jets were playing with basically a, a skeleton of an offensive line the last few weeks, moving players around from left to right. And you know, Brown's only back from uh, injury. That's his first game this season. He's in his late, late thirties. So you know, fair play to him. And even the our latest acquisition at right guard. He's been playing well as well. Um, the guy we got from the Eagles. Like, he's a great depth piece. So, there is great depth there. It's just we were absolutely hit big time with injury. Injury. Uh, in, in, and I think as well, Ian, now that we, we, we have Zach Wilson back, we're kind of able to judge a bit more what the offense is supposed to be like. Like, you kind of have to give what happened with Flacco there a bit of a, a pass for the coaching staff and everything because it's not kind of how it was supposed to go. It was supposed to be Wilson on the centre, you know. And, yeah, that scuppered plans a little bit. But we still come out, like with Joe Flacco, starting having a win on the board, which was great. And we've built with another two now from Zach Wilson when he came back. You can't fault the start of the season with, with how they've played, with how they've progressed, with what they've already faced in terms of injuries and that kind of upheaval. Like, right, Miami were down a quarterback. So be it. They didn't still have to face the dilemmas we've had to face, in my opinion, this year. Yeah, we've come exactly. through a hell of a lot more adversity than the vast majority of teams in the NFL this year. Yeah, and go back to past Jet teams. When when teams come up against the Jets and they had to switch the quarterback during the game or that week, the Jets struggled. They they never called the uh, team changing the quarterback. Um, the other thing is, Rich, I wanted to ask you was the run defense. What's your thoughts on it? Because I was absolutely fuming at the TV watching the Jets against Miami's, and then I found out the Jets played more safeties the linebackers in the game to not let Hill um have his way because his yard yards after the catch he's probably the highest in the NFL at the Jets. They let him have the ball in short yardage, but they show him down big time. But the other thing is um, they let they let them have the ball on the ground uh, because like that, they didn't want to give up the big players with him. So uh, I understand yeah, they were now kind of where they came the from. Way. Yeah. yeah, they were kind of playing the Patriots way in this kind of bend exactly. not break mentality. And yeah, it was frustrating for me to watch yeah. them run on us because you kind of feel like as a defense, you need to stop that run and, and let that new quarterback yeah. beat us. But we kind of just let them kind of run their plays till we 
got them into a corner, shall we say, and then pounced, you know? Yeah. And then it, it was it's kind of obvious the last few weeks they're missing uh, Quincy Williams or Quinn's brother because he's like a missile. Like he shoots the gaps where Mosley at this time, at this stage in his in his, in his uh, career, he's not able to shoot the gaps as fast as what he used to. Um, big shout out to you know Kevon Alexander as well. He I thought he was yeah. Like he he was he was laying the wood down big time uh, in the centre of the defence, and I think that's what we're missing is a guy that's able to hit the guy someone like a missile like when we had Jamal Adams he was laying the wood down on, on guys um, I think they're missing something like that or a big big safety that can actually smash them that has football IQ yeah, I think uh, Quan Alexander actually in terms of a free agent addition he's come in and like uh, shown the right attitude on the field, he's setting the tone now week after week. Like I've seen him a few times absolutely obliterate blockers or absolutely annihilate a wide receiver or a, a running back with a hit. Like he, he's a physical guy and doesn't mind throwing it about. And that's kind of what the defense kind of still is lacking in areas. Like as much as like uh, we have another couple of free agent additions, Reed and Whitehead, and yeah, they've been very, very good additions. But they don't strike you as that, like adding a bit of muscle to it, you know. The yeah. technique, sure, and skill for sure. Boy, had slightly, I guess, with a little bit of laying the wood. Uh, I wouldn't say he's uh, known completely as a hard hitting safety. No, I think he's kind of one of those all round guys that he can kind of put his shoulder in, but maybe not reliably so, if you get me. Uh, but exactly. yeah, Alexander. He is setting the tone now when he's in and playing. And yeah, it's it's nice to kind of see a free agent coming in, starting like that and showing that he wants to be part of something in the roster and yeah. has taken to it. You know, like it, I'm loving the role that uh, Salah has from there at the minute. Yeah, maybe I'd like to see him play a couple more snaps because I did notice a lot of the time one of the reasons why Miami was having success running the ball is because they were running the ball when we were in nickel coverage again, where we were having maybe Michael Carter there on the outside and obviously been down the line back and makes it easier to run against your sort of nickel corner. And Miami were kind of taking advantage of that. So, yeah, maybe I'd like him to play a little bit more, but overall his attitude is fantastic. The other thing about Kevon Alexander is... He's the type of linebacker we've been calling for for years because the Jets have always had the two similar uh, run-stopping, big, stiff linebackers for years. And we've always been, you know, killed with the tight end and slot receivers. Like mm. Miami, or not Miami, New, York, or New England. New England. Used yeah. to absolutely uh, trash us because of the tight end position. But now, with him there, he's very good at coverage. He's able to, he's able to go sideline, sideline, um, play the run as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Uh, right, let's look at Green Bay. I'm kind of sad, Ian, but by, sorry, one guy that we didn't miss out on because I was watching the Eagles play there the weekend is that Kazeo White that used to be with the Chargers. Like, uh, Philadelphia signed him for $3.5 million for the season. And he led the like the Chargers defense last year in tackles, and he still looks like 
he has that kind of home and missile sort of effect around the field as well. Like, I'm, yeah, not crying over spilt milk or anything like that, but yeah, it would have been really nice to have another kind of player like Alexander and Kazir White for me would have been, you know, a potential nice replacement for CJ Mosley down the line when his cap figure does get to a sort of an area where you're like, okay, is he what keeping when he's getting 18, 19 million dollars? You know, um, so yeah, like I do think, uh, linebackers are probably exceeding expectation in fairness with how they played so far, and hopefully it continues. Yeah, all right, we've Green Bay this weekend. Um, anything I can say about Green Bay is that in from previous years to this year, they don't scare me at all, over away, they don't scare me. I've been keeping my eye on them this season, and especially in the third and fourth quarter, they just tend to flop. Um, with uh, Rodgers, he doesn't have the weapons he used to have. He's probably got one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, his wide receivers tend to drop the ball. The defense isn't playing as good as what he used to play. So like that, I am absolutely not afraid of him this year. When we spoke at the start of the season, Ian, about the schedule and we went through it, like I circled this Green Bay game as a statement game for us, whereas if I was the coach, you did. that's the game I would have been circling to, to win because, number one, they're a big name, and number two, I think they're actually very, very beatable this year. Um, coming off a loss after playing away in London and stuff like that's not going to suit them ideally either. And we should be going into that game with a lot of... Uh, I suppose, momentum given the way we've played the last two weeks, given the two wins we've gotten um, with Zach Wilson, with how the defence is playing. Like, you know, we seem to be playing well in every phase of the ball and finishing strong too. Like, even even if it doesn't go to plan in the fourth quarter and we're down 14 points against Green Bay, you can kind of feel that you know, if we're within 10 going into the fourth quarter, we're going to be on the edge of our seat till the end of it. So, yeah, again, I, I think we can beat them. Uh, um, yeah, the running back duo does kind of scare me there. I do think they're pretty good. Like, even AJ Dillon there as a, a number two. Like, I liked him coming out of Boston College. He's a serious kind of power guy that will test our linebackers, I think, this weekend. Be a different kind of track. Rich, the thing about Dillon is he's stiff. I, I know he's big and powerful. But he's he's he doesn't have the speed and quickness as like the other um, running back. But I honestly think the defensive line would be well able to cope with him because they're playing hard, playing physical RB line, and we have that many of them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I do think the D line has uh, like in the wins has been a, a big strength. Uh, Probably more so from bananas in the passing game, like uh, and in the fourth quarter in particular, like that that they've shut down things a lot uh, in the fourth quarter, which has really, really helped the Jets' offense get back on the field and and put up points. So, yeah, yeah, Dylan wouldn't be my biggest worry. I said it's just that combination of having like that sort of fast cut guy and then bringing in him, like secondly, uh, you know that. That sort of change up could just catch the Jets out. Like if we're if we've 
the face still in well for the nickel package. That could kind of spell trouble for us. You know, that could be like a four-yard game turned into maybe a 15-yard game. So, yeah, they're the kind of things I just worry about with with somebody big like that. Because, again, I suppose our big test was against Cleveland. And we didn't do too bad against the run in Cleveland. But we still didn't do great either. You know, there's, there's a lot more uh, room for improvement on that performance against the run. And I think... We might be kind of faced with that kind of attack again this weekend. Yeah, but the only thing with Cleveland is Dave Chubb. And I'm rating him this year as the best runner back in the league. He's absolutely outstanding. Um, the only thing about Green Bay is that Rodgers doesn't have his safety blanket that he's after having for years. Um, and as wide receiver, he doesn't have the guys that he can trust because the guys he has tend to drop the ball and they don't excuse me they don't they're not he's not comfortable with them. yeah he doesn't have confidence in them no Cobb probably that's, I think he called to have him back and I've seen him uh, just the weekend there in Wembley and he was targeted a little bit and he was kind of a bit more successful at targeting him so yeah Cobb kind of looks the the reliable guy from at the moment. He does, but I'm 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 very comfortable with uh, Mike Carter the second and come on Alexander handling him. So I'm not really scared when it comes to Cobb because Cobb's not that fast. Yeah, he's he's dangerous. yeah, he's not as dangerous as what he used to be. So yeah, yeah I I'm not totally scared. Like for me, at the start of the season, I had the game next um, Denver away. I had that penciled in as a game that we're going to lose because we've never win in Denver. And this time, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I actually think we can go there and actually smack the shit out of Denver because, um, like, they're they're absolutely trash this year. With all the weapons they have, they, they their new head, their head coach that they, they got from Green Bay, he's an absolute joke. So... Yeah, that's why I said at the start, start of the uh, podcast, I can actually see the Jets get two wins out of the next two ga- games. And then they've got the Patriots, and the Patriots this year, they don't scare me either. I think we actually could do the double over New England, and that was my uh, that was my biggest take at the start of the season. Yeah, like uh... From a rankings perspective, like uh, the just checking them here, the uh, Packers defense looks that have been playing pretty well. Uh, um, so yeah, that could be a bit of a a bit more of a, I suppose, a chess match on that side of the ball for us on offense, uh, play calls and things like that. But yeah, I think overall we're more than capable of beating Green Bay, uh, even with you know full strength. Here's one for you now, Rich. Green Bay played the Giants in London last Sunday. The Giants, um, what's the name of the runner back? Um, the Penn State guy. Giants, Penn State. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Barkley. Barkley, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, but yeah, he ran all over them, even receiving yards. So we've got Hill. Or not Hill, sorry. We've got. Oh. Oh, I'm having a moment. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hill moment. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to keep an eye on the dog because 
the, the fireworks are going off outside and he's going mad. So, yeah, uh, he's a bit of a distraction. Um, yeah, I, I'm expecting the Jets to use him big time against Green Bay. Plus, yeah, um, I'm just not scared of Green Bay for, for a change. I think when you do like that, I'll look at uh, we do have the kind of one two punch ourselves uh, at running back to take advantage. And you're, you're right, like uh, the Giants didn't have much else other than Barkley to kind of rely on there the weekend. And Green Bay kind of knew that and still couldn't stop them. So that kind of bodes well for us to get the run game going. And if we do get the run game going, yeah, we can take advantage in the pass game. Um, Overall, I like our chances on offense. If I was to make a prediction this week, ooh, I think the Jets are kind of scoring a lot of points as well. And uh, last week's prediction, when I said 31 points, uh, we scored more. This week, I'll go with uh, 28 points, and I will go to 28 points to 20 for Jets victory this week. I think uh, we can maybe get a few passing touchdowns this week. That was probably maybe the only disappointment last week uh, that we had no passing touchdowns, but we had five rushing ones, which was a huge uh, upside for us. So, yeah, I'd say uh, maybe it'd be a bit closer this week. But away from home, I think if we can get any type of win, it would be fantastic. But, yeah, I think we can kind of eke out maybe a comfortable one and take advantage of Green Bay's hangover from the long trip to, to Europe. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm going for... Uh, Jets win on the road. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm confident this week. Uh, no. 31-21. Well, we know who to blame now if we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like the other thing is, the Jets, I was actually surprised when they went 4-1 uh, and they elected to throw it because I was expecting to run to the, the left side because they were making good yardage on the left side of the offensive line and all of a sudden they threw the ball and I thought Lafleur was just trying it was thinking too hard, trying too hard and just keep him think simple. If you're going four and one, run the ball. Lurich. I think um the play column will be kind of uh, important this week on both sides of the ball because you're kind of counterintuitive. You try and stop the run for Green Bay and make Aaron Rodgers beat you because, like, Aaron Rodgers can beat you. <laughs> or do we want to, like, sort of let them run the ball and maybe have the same approach against Miami, like, um, just kind of get them in a the corner and then take advantage on offense? I don't know. Like, I think... Uh, the Jets' defense has to be sort of the side of the ball this week that has to kind of bring us the victory. Uh, I think we have to kind of lean on them this week to do maybe a better job. They need to do a better job, I feel, than what might be required from the offense. I think if the offense plays to even 80% of what they did last week, it will be enough to win a ball game if the Jets' defense stands up. Again, they're all big ifs, but I think, as I said, with Green Bay coming off a loss, travelling home. Like, usually for games like that, when you play abroad, you usually get a bye week the following week when the Jets played in London. That's what happened the following week. They got a week off to 
reacclimatize and give them a bit of time to get back and get settled and all of that type of stuff. So I'm a bit surprised that that ain't happening and <clears throat> Green Bay are going straight into it. But yeah, that's what I think as like for the Jets coaching staff, they have to be looking at all those things as huge positives to try and take advantage of. And the fact being that the Jets are so strong in the fourth quarter, they, they should in theory be even stronger in the fourth quarter this week, I feel, because they're playing a team who looks like, on paper at least, like that's the time where they're going to be struggling, given all the history of uh, like the trip to London and all that. Yeah. I think you know that can be a part where they're drained. Yeah, and the other thing is, their offensive line isn't as strong as what it used to be, which with the rotation and the way the Jets' defensive line have been growing the last five weeks, I'm, ex- I'm hoping they absolutely can't have yeah, like we, we we've gotten stronger in the trenches every kind of game. Even the games we've lost, we started to protect the quarterback better on offense, and we started to you know trouble the quarterback on defense. As uh, and that, that's kind of increased over the last couple of weeks as well as and we've gotten better at it. Um, and yeah, if that continues in that trend and how we are playing in the fourth quarter. You know, unless something crazy happens, like Green Bay go up 21 points, you know what I mean? Like they get the ball, score a touchdown, then we throw a pick six or something like that. You know what I mean? Where we're, we feel like we're out of sight. I don't see that happen. And I do think the Jets need to be the team that comes out on the field and let Green Bay know that they're not here to mess this week. You know, that type of way, like the, the yeah. Giants took them. Now it's the Jets' turn, you know? Yeah. All right, that brings us to end of this week's show. Um, hopefully, they didn't screw the Jets this week. I hope so too. <laughs> we'll have to have a time press records in future where you always have to pick against the Jets. Like, truth be told, I went in and I did a bet this weekend on the American football. And just to cover myself, I actually put Miami into the bet and thought, right, well, I hope my bet loses. But if my prediction's wrong, at least. I'm kind of covering myself. I, I won't be as disappointed. That will hopefully have contributed to me winning a few quid. But yeah, yeah. I, it was the type of bet I was delighted to lose. Yeah, I have a guy who worked at places an awful lot of bets on, on the NFL and he hasn't won that this year because of the Jets. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. Pittsburgh's <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So it's long for me. And it's long for me. Sports Social Podcast Network.